Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action and unleash your inner confidence. We are doing a um, Confidence Mastery podcast with Billy Schwer. Welcome. So thank you very much for coming on, on the podcast. The podcast, the one, the only. Let's get ready to rumble. It's showtime. So bring it, bring something. Come on, let's bring it. Bring it. What are you bringing? So you talk a lot about bringing your A game. What does that mean to you? You mentioned about leveling up. Yeah. It's about, so if we're, if we're looking at, yeah, where, where are we on a scale of zero to 10 performance wise? So leveling up is just generating yourself such that you're operating at a 10. And that's like a bringing your A game is all about that. So whenever required, like you're going to go on stage, yep. you're doing your training now for your 10 weeks. So you're going to go on stage, you're going to bring your A game. But it's, it's about bringing your A game to each and every session that you're going to have between now and then. Because if you ain't, Mm-hmm. When you come to your, when you come to fight time, performance time, show time, you ain't going to be able to bring it. It's going to get, you're going to get left behind. So it's a, it's a continuous thing, and it's a, and it's a gener- you have to generate yourself to bring your A game yeah. for whatever's required when it's required. So what I what I tend to do is bring the A game for like now, bringing it, bringing it, and then. So I've done, I've meditated this morning. So I've done, I've done a couple of hours of meditation this morning. I've been, I've had, I found the time to do that. So that I'm, I'm in between the A game, the 10 out of 10 performance stuff that we, we need to generate ourselves. Mm-hmm. I go, then go back, I retreat, I recover, I rejuvenate. So such that I just replenish my resources so that I can go again. So I have to be mindful of not, of not being 10 out of 10, giving our A game all the time, every day. Cause I don't, I can't do that myself. So I have to manage my energy. Yeah. So that's why I meditate. Plenty of rest, plenty of sleep, plenty of recovery, plenty of med- I, I meditate, take supplements, rehydrate. All of that is part of the game. So I, I can bring people, Yeah, I think a lot of people forget the importance of rest and repair and sleep and, and how much of a difference it can make. Like these people that say they operate on four or five hours sleep a night, it's like you're not going to be at your best long term with that. I mean, when I was boxing as a professional boxer, I would spend maybe 12, 13, 14 hours a day in bed. I would have a big long sleep, then I would get up and go training, then I got back to bed. So I, I was I was I was horizontal, lying horizontal for hours every day <laughs> to recover and replenish, and that that goes just goes it goes together in my world. Yeah. To to draw something from yourself, and as as what your experience and you're a trainer, you're training as an athlete, professional boxer. I was taking so much from myself. 
so it was so yeah. challenging physically and mentally that you you can't continue at that level no. all day every day i don't think it's possible i don't think it's possible either because otherwise you just burn out and then you're not going to be able to perform at your best when it actually comes to that standing on on the stage and like what gave you the confidence to get out there on the ring in front of people like you know there must have been thousands and thousands yeah at a world level on a world stage so if you imagine like when i fought in vegas walking mm. out into las vegas the mgm grand in las vegas so in front of thousands of people it's but it's all of this it's what we're talking about is it's the training, it's the preparation, it's the years and years and years of doing the work over time, which allows yourself, and you can't go as a boxer, you can't turn pro that all of a sudden be top of the bill in Las Vegas. You don't get to there from where you start from. So, so is it always a, there's always a next logical step. There's always a progression. There's always steps to make to get to where you're going to. And at a certain point, You'll reach some, like for me, in walking into the ring, challenging for a world championship, you get to a point where, right, here we are. Here we are. Let's go for it. And it's kind of, and then you've got to deliver. Okay. So I recently did a podcast with my dad. Okay. And I get on really, really well with my dad. And in your book, which is in your background, Man Up, um, you, you say about your dad and I, I did a little digging about him as well oh. and um, noticed that he was also a boxer so what did you learn from him that was the, the best piece of advice that he gave you yeah so my dad he was the Irish featherweight champion and then he he, he come over to live in England and then he boxed for England, he boxed for Ireland, because you could do that at that time, but you can't do it. You've got to pick one country. Like, we got the Olympics down. You pick one country, uh, yeah. and you represent them. So so what? So he taught me how to box from when I was a kid of eight years of age. Wow. So as a boxer, I call it, I'm an orthodox, so I lead with my left hand. So he taught me, it was like one of the fundamentals of boxing was the, mm -hmm. the left jab or right jab. So the jab, so the jab is a fundamental and I call it, it's like a fight winner. And I call it the life-saving left jab. So the, my left jab has saved my life on many occasions because, and it's a fight winner, but if you, so what he taught me and but I, it was the repetition that I threw it. I must have thrown a left jab hundreds of thousands of times. I've got no idea. He taught me how to perfect it over time, such that when I was a pro, I've kind of knocked people out with a left jab because oh. I, I perfected it. And I worked on it over time. So that was one of the, the best things that he's given me ever. And he taught me that. Yeah, from when I was eight. And then I yeah. I practiced it, practiced it, practiced it. Had my first fight when I was 11. I became a national champion at 13. So it's from that sort of age. I was always, always at the top level in the country, then in Europe, then the world. So it's like, and it all stemmed from having the ability to go back to the fundamentals of boxing and learning how to box. It's like, it's like any sport, any art. Mm -hmm. You've got to learn the basics, the fundamentals, and master those, and then you can build upon them and do other stuff. But if you haven't got those fundamentals in place, then at some point you probably fall apart. 
Because in a fight, if you're in a fight situation and you and you haven't got an ability to to box, go back to basics and box and get out of trouble, mm -hmm. then you ain't gonna last at a certain level. You're gonna get taken up, taken to pieces. Yeah, and so I think that's that's an important message that you have in your book as well about mental boxing and how it's almost like we're fighting for our lives, especially with everything yeah. that's going on with the world at the moment. And it's and. The words mental and boxing, they came to me when I was going through, because when I retired from boxing, I really found the transition to be a very difficult one. My whole life, I was Billy the boxer. So there I am, Billy. And I didn't really know who Billy was. And I just went for a real tough time to look at who am I? What am I? What am I all about now? And that's where those two words come together, because I was having a mental boxing match with myself. Mm -hmm. As we all experience on a daily basis that the internal dialogue, the little voice in our heads, the one that's always jabbing away at you, can I, can't I, shouldn't I, am I going to look stupid, what are they going to think of me, what are they going to say, all of those, that stuff. And that's, yeah. and that's the battle that we all, we're all going through. How do you get over that? How did you overcome that, I suppose, there's like a fear of judgment there to be going... Yeah. Do you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to say what what needs to be said. Like, you're great. You do loads of videos. Your social media is on point. You have a great following from that. So you've taken that from boxing to what you do now, which we'll talk about in a bit. What was the, the thing that made you overcome that and go, fuck it, I'm doing this anyway? And, and I have to, I still have to overcome it. It's yeah. like, a, it's, a, it's confronting it. So then what so what might what may be of value to the people listening is is being the observer. If you can observe yourself, because I was having this conversation earlier with a with a client and we were talking about fighting. And so as a boxer, you're in the fight and you're it's all going off and it's you can't really see what's happening. You're trying to you're trying to figure it all out. But the way that I view myself now as a coach, so I'm 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 in somebody's corner. So yeah. I, as, a, as, a, as a boxing trainer, so my trainer was a guy called Gentleman Jack, beautiful man, Gentleman Jack. He was just gorgeous man, just an absolute gentleman. So he would be looking up at me. I'm in the fight. I'm in the thick of it. It's all going off. And he can see things that I just can't see. Mm -hmm. So then, he, then I would come back to the corner and then he would give me words of, words of advice and he would guide me to then go out into the next round. So what, so the point about that is, is try and be that for yourself. If you can be the observer of yourself. So if you're shooting a video, if you're going into a conversation or you've got a meeting and you're concerned, you're anxious, you're worried, it's kind of, if you can separate yourself, because we, we sometimes get in the way of ourselves we need to separate ourselves from our identity and our ego sometimes. And then if you just observe the situation, the circumstance from, from like, just imagine you're above your body, looking down at yourself in a, in a heli, like a helicopter's view of yourself. And then you can take yourself outside of your body. And then you can look at yourself from, from a different perspective because then that'll put a different perspective on what you're dealing with. So it's being the, being the observer of self, and that's all mastery of ourselves, which is that's the bit to get to. So once you're mastering of yourself, then you can enter into any situation and be confident that you're going to show up as best you can. 
Yeah. And you need that confidence in yourself to know that you're going to show up and not make those excuses. Like I hear so many people say, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then they don't go and do it. It's either that they don't believe they can or they just getting in their own way. Um, do you think people have a, a fear of success or more of a fear of failure? Yeah, so it's a it's a great it's a great debate. Fear of failure, fear of success. So, what is it they're fearing? Mm. Yeah, which whatever it is, is it may be paralyzing them. So it's just it doesn't matter what it is. If it stops them, that's the point. Yeah. What so then? What's in the way? And then you can look at yeah, am I am I being motivated? Am I am I moving towards something that I want, or I'm moving away from something I don't want? And that's a great conversation as well. Where what's driving us? Is it is it through is fear driving us, pushing us towards somewhere, or is it yeah, we'd be motivated to to get somewhere? So moving away from motivated is very, very powerful. It's very powerful. So fear of failure, fear of success. People are they fearful of success because they might get what they want? And are they clear about what it is they do that they do want? Or do they just keep what they want in the future, in existence, kind of as a kind of a, a fantasy, mm -hmm. but haven't really got the courage to go and nail it and fulfill on it? Because it takes courage to get what you want and live a life that you want and be a 10 out of 10 and love life and love yourself. And it takes courage and it takes something and it takes you got to step up. Mm -hmm. And you got to get your shit out of the way. Get, get out of the way. Get your fucking get out of the way so you, yeah. your true self can show up. How do you, Which how, is a challenge. How do you help people to do that, to say, you know, to, to find that courage to step up to be who they're meant to be? Yeah, so it's like I've just come off the phone to a guy. I asked him the question, where are you on a scale of zero to ten, just in life? And he put himself at a, at a three. So he's operating at 30% of his full capacity. Yeah. And you could hear it in his voice. So first and foremost is to identify, distinguish. All right, I'm a three out of ten. I actually feel like that's. I feel like that. So then, what we've got to do is we've got to start to dismantle and discover what's in the way, what's preventing him from being a six or a seven or an eight out of ten. Because if we can get that out of the way and dismantle it, so he can, so then he can start to show up a little bit different, and then over time he'll build more confidence he'll be a bit more certain because certain things have happened to him which have knocked him back he's had some knockbacks we, we all have we all have them we have failures we have disappointments we have upsets we have to come back from them but the guys that i generally work with are kind of middle-aged men and that they've been damaged mm -hmm. so it's it so it's kind of shedding the fear of being damaged again because you get I've had, I've had so many broken noses, but it's wow. what causes you to keep going back? So if, if guys have, are struggling with life and what's happened, they got to go back again, it's a big ask. So we have to really get, get it in perspective and dismantle it, have a, get it distinguished, what's happening, what's going on, and the story that they may be running in their mind about the situation, the person or something, which... And once you start to distinguish that stuff, we can start to disappear it. Then you see it for truly what it is. It's like your things about confidence, right? So it's, like, it's mastering yourself so that you can show up as confident. And what is confidence anyway? What is it? 
it don't exist. It's a made up thing. So it's a gen we generate it mm -hmm. through beliefs for our own beliefs and our own, our, but then our past, our successes, our failures in the past can impact it. And then you, you have, you, it's something you have, and it's part of your energy, that energy you put out to the world. And something I find really interesting and that I really like, like your book's called Man Up. And I think so many things at the moment about the world and masculinity and how there's this decline, decline in masculinity, for want of a better phrase, and I like the fact that you're out there saying, no, you know, you need to man up and, and do this. And, you know, it's all right for men to talk about things and still yeah. be a man. So, so what, let's, what let, yeah, let, yeah, sorry, go on. I'm just, just going to say, yes. So let's get clear about what I mean by man up. Yeah. Because I've, I've got a group on LinkedIn called Man Up. And I've, I've, so the funny thing is, I've just got a response. I, I invited somebody to join the group, and he's come back today. And he's at this is just now. He said, "Hi, I don't think that a singular gender group are really. I don't think that single gender groups are really appropriate in 2021." So he declined my offer. So, so that that flies in the face of our opinions, and and I, all my guys. They love it that it's men only. Because mm -hmm. what about us men? What about us middle-aged men? And and it's all we're all very, very sensitive to the gender thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of the guys I speak to, middle-aged guys, they feel left out. They feel like yeah. they're out, they're out on the they're out on the on the rear. And it's like nobody's taking care of them. And it's like and again, I don't want to offend anyone. My intention is not to offend anyone. Women have read the book. You've read the book. Read you the get book. it. Yeah. It's this kind of, it's aimed at men because they're, they're generally the guys that I work with, but, but women do get it. They get, they get the concept of it and they're not offended by it. And it's, if you get offended by it, then but that's not my intention. And, and the, the, the title of the book is a bit controversial, man up, right? It's a bit controversial. It's maybe not politically correct, but, but should that be should that be a thing though? This is this is what I'm yeah. I'm thinking and like looking into quite quite a bit at the minute because there is this massive separation, but then there's also this trying to like lump everyone together. Like, yeah, we're all human beings, but men and women are different. Yeah. And it's like otherwise, why else do you have different um like the Olympics, like men's football, men's boxing? women's yeah. and separate because biologically we're different yeah so our brains are wired to work differently and the way we were brought up has been different so yeah. i i personally can't see an issue with a women's group or a men's group and a mixed group yeah. because we are all different and we respond and react to things in different ways like men might not open up as much if there are women in that group well they won't they won't so i i, I run groups of coaching with men and i know they they just some of them wouldn't even be in the in the in the group if there was women in there. Yeah, like they want an opportunity to be able to express themselves, like being free from any women, because they they they've got a view about that, obviously, which is which is not the truth either. It's just based upon their own past experiences. But I want to I want to give guys the opportunity to show up free from any concerns. 
say what you like, whatever, not being judged, not being made wrong. And so in that environment, it's creating that environment such that they can show up. Then if they can show up in that environment, then they can go and show up in their lives that way. And that's so that's going to improve their performance. That's going to improve how they feel about themselves, their self-expression and who they are, their energy levels. It'll increase it all. All together, all all the way. And having, having the discipline to do that makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Absolutely. So it's holding people to account. It's and what the way that I describe myself, as I mentioned earlier, about being in their corner. We don't need to speak every day, but they know I'm in their corner. Yeah. And they know that and they and they know that. So they know whatever they're doing in their lives, if it's out of integrity, if it's not, if it's not in alignment with what they're committed to or what they're doing. I've, I've had a lot of guys who have bailed out have left my groups because it's too confronting because not everyone's got what it takes to go the distance. No. It's tough. It's tough to really confront yourself and your life and start to really truthfully be honest about how you're living your life. Not everyone can do that. What would be your top tips for people to confront their lives to become better? Well, it's first and foremost, it's just, just to distinguish if your life's not working, this is, so I can only speak about my life. Yeah. My life wasn't working. So I got to a point where I hit rock bottom. I went through depression. I went through a divorce. I've been bankrupt. I kind of, I've been, I've had some tough times. I had a, so from mid thirties to mid forties, I had a really tough decade, really tough decade. And it was, I kind of, I was working on my own transformation during that period as well, but I've only got really settled within myself in my mid forties. So then I've looked at myself and the guys that I'm working with is like, if your life's not working, there's the flag, right? So then we go, okay, what's not working? Mm-hmm. What, what part of your life is not working? Oh, you're too stern overweight. Well, that's that. Let's look at that. Oh, your marriage is not all that good. So that's that. If you can separate things out mm-hmm. and then then you've got to have the courage to go to work on the individual areas and the health and fitness is a very very simple one and then you then you can support people through that and then it's going deeper than that it's the relationship that you have with yourself that stuff those conversations and the beliefs that you have about yourself and about the future what's the and a lot, of, a lot of guys that like the guy I spoke today, three out of 10, his future that he's living into is not a very compelling or an exciting future that he's living into. And it's no wonder he's a three out of 10. Yeah. We got, we got to wake up. It's like waking up to the reality. So in my book, I've got a model, a success model. There's a positive cycle and a negative cycle. So if you imagine 3Ds, if you imagine a triangle, so the base of the triangle, you've got discipline and dedication. At the top of the triangle, you've got desire. Now, desire is the starting point of all achievement. It's the first principle of success. Mm-hmm. Now, Napoleon Hill, I got that from Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich. So desire, so that's what had me become a world champion, desire. I had a burning desire. It wasn't something I just wanted. It was I was obsessed. I was addicted to it. I would have given my life to it. I stepped into the ring prepared to die in order to become a champion. 
But then there's a negative cycle as well, which if you imagine an inverted pyramid, mm-hmm. so at the top of the inverted pyramid, you've got doubt, distraction. At the bottom, you've got disappointment. So when I retired from boxing, I went through self-doubt. I really doubted I'd be that good at anything ever again. I've been a world-class athlete, so now what? Mm-hmm. So then distraction. I found myself getting distracted to take myself away from who I was who I was being and how I was operating. Drug, sex, rock and roll, all of that stuff was a distraction. And so many of us get this, we just get distracted. Yep. But we're unconsciously, we're not aware of what the distractions that we're choosing. Some of it, most of it's unconscious. So whatever, whatever's distracting you, ultimately you are, you'll end up disappointed. Or I went, I went further than that. I went into a mental breakdown, depression. I kind of hit the bottom. So that's where I ended up. And that's what that's how I created the model. Mm-hmm. But it's first and foremost is to get is to wake up and be responsible that if your life's not working, well, you're in it. And that's what I, that's the conversation I had with myself. I looked at my life, oh, it wasn't working, these areas are not working, but there was a common theme running through the whole thing. And the theme was I was it. Mm-hmm. I was there. Every area of my life that wasn't working, guess what? I was there. So I must have, I must have something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they go, oh, okay, let's wake up to that then. Let's have a look. And that, that takes a bit of courage to go, you know what? Yeah, I kind of fucked up. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm causing it. Taking I'm that responsibility, yeah. Yeah, and then just getting, yeah, we are the cause of our lives. Because we like, I ended up a victim. I was a victim. I was being a victim of my situation, my circumstances. I got caught in a recession. All that I was just, it's all just conversation noise. Yeah, I wasn't being responsible. I was who, a victim. Who was the biggest help to get you out of that? Me. You. Yeah. Me. Really? I. I was it. I'm. A, I'm a fighter. I, I. I've got kind of my mindset is I go in the ring, and I'm on my own. So I've kind of conditioned myself to be that way, which which works and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. There's elements of us that do work in certain areas, but not in every area. Because I discovered what had Billy the boxer become a champion. I was persistent, courageous, determined. I was really tough. All of those traits, which were really nice ones. Yeah. Oh, we've frozen again. <laughs> Oh dear. So if you're watching this on Facebook Live, oh, we're back. We're back. You're going to have to tune into the podcast to get the full episode. Thanks for watching and see you on the podcast. Right, please continue. <laughs> Maybe I've got too many where, devices. Where, what was I saying? Where was... <laughs> we, what was, what's the question? Oh, sorry. Where was I, we going? Um. We were saying uh, responsibility. Um, you, you woke up to um, yourself. You're a fighter. You you went in on your own. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever had? We'll go from that. I've, I can't say that I've ever had a best piece of advice. I, th- I think it's coming. I, I believe the best is yet to come. The best bit, I don't think, I don't think I've had it yet. Interesting. Have you had some really bad advice? No, again, because listen, the conversation I'm having with you and for everyone else is, I'm it. 
I'm yeah. fully responsible. Fuck bad advice. Fuck good advice. Fuck it all. I'm it. I will. I will. I listen. I learn. I experience. I take stuff in. I disregard stuff, and I'm. I end up where I'm. Where I've ended up, and it's being again. It's being fully responsible. So I can't give anyone the. The title of giving me the worst bit of advice or the best bit of advice. And I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, I could go inside and have a look and have a think about it. But what the first thing that rolls off my tongue is none of it, none of it, no, no good, no bad. There's no bad. There's no good. Mm. I'm, I'm it. I'm fully responsible. And that, that was the bit that was, I was going to talk about was I realized what had Billy the boxer become a champion was having Billy fail so the traits that I had as an athlete, I was um, persistent, courageous, determined, those traits. But what came with them, I call them like the good, the bad, the ugly. We've all got them. And mm -hmm. it's like the, the ugly trait that came with that. I was, I was aggressive. I was domineering. I was selfish. I was inconsiderate. I was always right. I was like, rah, rah, rah. That served Billy the Boxer. But it didn't serve Billy in life. But I didn't know how to be any other way. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of so that just wrecked my marriage. It wrecked my own well-being. Because being that way just didn't serve Billy or anyone else in my life. Ask my ex-wife, she'll tell you, it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to be anything other than that, those oh. traits, the ugly traits. And it's when I discovered that for myself. Again, it was the conversation of my life's not working. Oh, I'm I'm doing these things and I'm doing that and I'm saying that and I'm being this way and it, it just don't work. But to make the change is, is a challenge. But you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing to go and have a look, distinguish things, what don't work, and then, then get to work on changing. Are you happy with who you and are that's, now? That's the challenge. Yeah. What, finding the happiness? <laughs> and so so say that again I lost you um, so are you happy with who you are now I can honestly say I'm happier more fulfilled and satisfied than I've ever been ever this this week this last week on three separate days I'm getting this more often now I've, I get an, a sensation an overwhelming sensation of I've never ever felt better than right now so and I have to so one one of the days was it was kind of fleeting it was about 15 minutes then it kind of I said I, I was I was having this conversation with myself so I've never felt this I've never felt better so that was one day but I had that on three different days. So my intention is if I can have that more often, which is what I'm all about getting for myself mm -hmm. to actually say, and one of the days I, I just had to, I kept saying it over and over again. I've never felt this good. I've, I can't believe it. It's kind of, I can't believe I've even saying it. I've never, ever felt this good ever. It's like, fuck, what is that then? Yeah. Cause that's. What's so this feeling me, I'm feeling? It's like, it's to truly say that and mean it. Because you can't make that up. You can't make that shit up. No. To, to say that to yourself. So I get that for myself and I go, wow, that is incredible. How far I've come is incredible. And I've, and I've turned my life around. So I'm happy, fulfilled, satisfied. And that's been a real challenge to discover what it is. Because happiness is, that's a funny old thing, happiness. We're looking for happiness, but 
happiness is not lost. We have to discover it. It's an inside job. Mm-hmm. You have to go inside, do the inner work to get it. That's it's available yeah. for us all. If we, but where'd you look? Where'd you go? What you, what you got to discover? Where is it? That, that kind of stuff. And that's, that's so then if you're operating at a 10 out of 10, I'm a 10 out of 10. I've just had, I've just been ill. I've been ill for a few weeks. I've had COVID. I don't know if it's COVID. I didn't have a test. I didn't, whatever. I had the flu, whatever you want yeah, to fucking do. You were I had, <laughs> And I was, um, I was, yeah, I was. Glad you're I, all right. I was, uh, no, I was, I was suffering for, yeah, it's three weeks, three, over three weeks. But so I, it's just energy. So my yeah. energy was low. So I, I came through that and here I am now. And I'm, I'm back to, I'm, I'm more or less, not quite, I'm back to being 100%. But it's like any illness, disease, it's an opportunity to discover something. So off, off the back of it, I've kind of, it's, it's awakened something. It's a, it's a way, illness ain't a bad thing if you can get your head around it. Mm-hmm. It's the time to, it's an opportunity to discover something. And that's what I've done. And I've, I've kind of, I'm always working on myself. I mean, like meditate this morning. I'm, I'm always doing transformational work on myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm transforming all the time. I and think I'm, that's, I'm, I think that's I'm, a beautiful part of life. Seeing the different stages, great, the things that, yeah. that you change and that you can change for other people as well. I think other people enjoy seeing your journey as much as you helping others. And it's and it's a gift. So the conversation I've had today with this guy, that's a gift, because I'm having the conversation with him, and I'm I. So what I get to give away is what I get back for myself. So I'm having the conversation with. I've got goosebumps all over me, and it's because I've raised my vibration. I've raised my energy such that he gets it. Yeah. So then he's left with, and what I asked him, what 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 are you taking away from this conversation? He said, hope. So he's now got hope of a new future. So if I could be part of that, then I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to impact his life because I then get it all for myself. So it's it's creating the win-win. It's like, that's what we do, right? If you give it away, you get it back. Absolutely. And it, it does, it shows, you know, you, you do, you get, get what you give. And I think a lot of people, expect things to just happen without putting the effort and the work in and like you say like you can't just do one post on social media and expect to be successful it's like you were saying earlier it's the years yeah. of work that goes into into creating that overnight success yeah so what would be your one top tip to people to go away with to help them be the most confident person they can be I've got, I've got a seven step winning formula, which we should come back and do round part two. We should, we should have a rematch and I'll go through my seven step winning formula. Good idea. So I'm going to go to step number one, which is win or lose, you choose. So for everyone listening, it's like win or lose, you choose. So be really conscious and be aware of the choices that you're making because we, because win or lose, you choose. We, we we're aware of the choices that we make to win the game. So we're kind of aware of that, but we may not be aware of the unconscious things that we're doing in our lives, which are having us lose, mm-hmm. but we unconsciously choosing to lose, but we just don't know that we're just not getting the results that we want. Mm-hmm. So if we can wake up to the fact that our lives are in our control. We are the cause of it all, everything. 
And then, then we've got to be mindful of the choices that we're making. So win or lose, you do get to choose. I like that a lot. I think that's a really important message for people to, to take on board. Um, I've got a couple of this or that questions for you to finish with. Okay. That's all right. So, <laughs> does pineapple go on pizza? Yeah, it does, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it does because it's... So, some pizza it companies pizza? put pineapples on it. I love a pizza. I have a. I love a vegetarian pizza. I love a thin crust. Don't freeze on me now. Pizza with thin crust pizza. I, I, a vegetarian thin crust pizza. That's what I love. Wow, that is a total opposite. I, I, I don't to me. Ha, I've never. Ha, I don't have pizza with pineapple on it, but some people like it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't ever eat it with it on. I just it doesn't make sense to me. Although, no. like, if you think about it, well, it's t- tomatoes are fruit, isn't it? So maybe it is right. But okay, tea or coffee? Say again. <laughs> tea or coffee? Tea or coffee. Both. No, you can only have one. Coffee. <laughs> Coffee. Black. Black Americano. Black Americano. Uh, book or film? Film. Beach or mountain? Mountain. Skipping or running? Running. Shower or bath? Shower. Plane or boat? Plane. Ketchup or brown sauce? Brown. And the big question. Are Jaffa Cakes biscuits? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Jaffa Cakes. It's all in the title, right? It's all in the title. Jaffa Cakes. Jaffa Cake. Well, then is it a cake or a biscuit? Cake. Cake. Well, you said biscuit. The <laughs> cake in a biscuit form. Format. <laughs> cake in a biscuit form. Designed, designed to mess us up. So your ideal... Um, kind of day then might be fuck did you say plane yeah <laughs> yeah getting a plane to the mountain to do some skipping to eat a thin crust vegetarian pizza no i'm running i said running running did you say running yeah um, i thought i got that right well that's a great insight into into you <laughs> what you enjoy <laughs> <laughs> now you think i'm nuts <laughs> We know that for sure, right? Well, that was you know, never that was never something that was never something that was never something to be considered. That was done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. You should, and you should indeed. So what's what's been your what was your favorite part of doing this podcast? Now you said about your day ideal day. What what do you want to know about that? What you would mean? be your ideal day and why? Start the day early, maybe five o'clock. I mean, I'm, today has been an ideal day. So I've, I did two and a half hours meditation, sitting with myself and guided meditation. And I did some breath work included in that was breath work. So that's, for me, that's just such a perfect way to start the day. Nice. And then I've just slowly eased my way in today. I've, I've had a couple of conversations. I'm doing this for you. And it's, and it's, it's kind of, this is kind of an ideal day. I've got, I'll, 
I'll either may exercise or I may stretch. It's not, I'm not, um, the training that I do now is I've, I've very, I manage myself around my energy. So depending on what I've got to output, I won't take too much I try, I like to train, I like to exercise. I'm on a bit of a journey. I want to get bendy, flexible. I'm, I'm creating the body, the life that I want. So I'm 52 now. So I'm looking at what body, what life do I want when I'm like 70, 80, 90. I'm going to live till I'm 130. So I'm only getting started. I've just got, I've got so long. I've got such a long way to go. There's so much to come. So I'm very, very patient. I'm playing a long game. I'm I love my life. I love myself and I love the future that I'm creating. So the, I just kind of live the ideal day most days. And, and it's not perfect, but it's just it's kind of what I've created. Yeah, I love that. That's incredible. Um, thank you very, very much for sharing your wisdom with us on the Confidence Master on Ocular Life podcast. Um, I like the idea of coming back to your seven-step system as well. So yeah. where can people follow you, find you, online stalk you? I advocate online stalking, just not in person. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm, I'm on LinkedIn is my main is the main platform that I use, but I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I, I don't. I'm, social media is a funny old thing for me. It's not something I've kind of missed the boat. Being the age that I'm at, it's, it's kind of I have to I have to work at that. It's not something that comes normal for me. Right. It's not a natural thing for me to do. I have to, I have to work out that. So, but LinkedIn is my main platform because all my, all my, all of the guys that I work with, they they all come from there. Yeah. I find I find your content on LinkedIn to be really, really good, really great, and inspiring, and lots of other people do too. So, um, I'll definitely put links to that in the show notes, and also where people can get your book from. It is on Audible too. Man up, the world champion way. So um, I think we've frozen again. <laughs> so um, I'm going to keep talking until we come back and say thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help and stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey and join the Better Together for Confidence and Mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.